Get into the music. Radio X. Welcome to the Evening Show podcast. My name is Gordon Smart and I've got a naughty doggy with me. Hello, I'm Matt Morgan. Matt, you're wiggling around a bit there. You're dancing right? a little bit because I'm dying for a piss. <laughs> so I'm going to string this out a long oh, time. Don't. See in your life, what's the most you've ever needed a pee? Um, oh, good. I don't know. Maybe it, uh, I don't know. But like, you I'm quite, I go through it, like, I can hold it <laughs> and then I go through a stage where it's gone. You think, where did that go? <laughs> what have I done if I got like a stronger bladder now? Have I trained it? No, it sort of goes somewhere else, and then it then yeah. you finally get to a toilet, and it's really hard to. I read push it. that it does real damage to your prostate if you hold it in. Oh yeah. Mm. So okay. what I'm gonna have to do is put my finger up your bum to just check just, it. just to check it's okay. I'd let your dad, <laughs> which normally would sound really weird, but your dad is a doctor. Do you know what worries? My dad's got really big hands, and has I always he? think, yeah, it's has weird because I've got quite girly little hands. Sausage fingers. Big sausage. Have you ever had a doctor's finger up your bum? Not yet. No, I've, oh. I've, I've looked forward to it and been let down a couple I've of times. Have you? Yep. Did you? What well, did you have to bring your knees to your chest on your side? No, you, yeah, you lay on your side in a mm-hmm. sort of fetal position, and then they use, frankly, not enough lube. <laughs> Liberal. And then they say, "There's nothing wrong with you. Put your trousers back on." Yeah, and hopefully uh, that's the best that's, outcome. And that's when you went in about your cough. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. He wasn't a real doctor. <laughs> this was in a park. <laughs> right, we've learned loads this week, Matt, and it's all down to you. Thank you very much for coming in. It's been a pleasure Thanks having you. Thanks for having company. me. Jimmy Nesbitt was good crack, wasn't he? Yeah. He told a great story about David Cameron and Slash Gordon. Yeah. Uh, we've had a bit of SAS and survival help as well, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, we talk about getting old as well, Matt. And as you just found out, Matt needs a wee. He's already had six in the last hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm doing one now. Unnecessary auto. <laughs> that is the, fa- <laughs> the unmistakable facial expression. Yeah. Oh, release. What about unnecessary automation? That was something else. No wasn't one's it? really bitten on that, but I did. I was quite passionate about it for about an hour. Your robot bin. Yeah. Pointless <laughs> robot bin. Times you've been unromantically dumped as well, man. Yes, well, yeah. we've all suffered that. Gym buddies. Well, that is the Evening Show podcast with Matt Morgan for one week only. Matt, do you think you'll come back soon? I'd love to. Yeah, I've had a good, good time, it? yeah. I like it. I like the way you fell out with the security guard last oh, night. Oh, yeah, well, that's just, you know, that was a simmering sort of sexual tension that lasted the week and it <laughs> came to a head yesterday <laughs> when I left my pass. Well, I didn't leave my pass. It was around my neck, under my coat. Yes. And oh, how we laughed. You are getting old, Me and you? whatever his name is with the beard. <laughs> Aiden. We're going to make love, so. <laughs> this is the Even Show podcast with the curious Matt Morgan, <laughs> who builds muscle faster than he grows hair. Radio X. The people getting in touch, Matt, to, to wel- welcome you back, not oh, just me. God. Claude K says, uh, is there a live feed so we can see Matt Morgan's beautiful moon face? Is that um, well, there is, isn't there? I think so. What are all these cameras and lights for, then? Yeah, Big Size just giving us the no. <laughs> oh, there isn't? There isn't. I'm, I'm sure we'll at some point release video. <sighs> But yeah, yeah. I'm trying to do my good looking face. You got a haircut for nothing. We'll take a photo at the end of this, please. Here's another one Chris Wilcox Jones. It's good to have Matt Morgan back in the wireless. Thank you, Radio X. Hopefully, this won't be the last time either. Pin Pin. Yes. What's that all about again? Well, Pin Pin is a thing that happened to me. Shall I tell you the story? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so when I was coming home from Cub Scouts as a young lad, I think it was actually Scouts, not Cub Scouts. Uh, I was coming home and a boy called Darren French was on the stunt pegs of his henchman's bike. Yeah. Yeah. And pulled alongside me and wielding a large pin, said pin pin and stuck it in my arm. Ooh. And as painful as it was, like I've always said, I respected the audacity of the yeah. bullying format. <laughs> it's, it takes a little bit of um, doing that, doesn't it's, it? It's, yeah. Balance. It's a sort of charioteer. Yeah. 
Do you say to me as well that people now have pin pin tattooed on them as well? They do, yeah. But when, uh, when people, I told that story, God, 10, 12 yeah. years ago or something, people have had tattoos of pin pin, yeah. but I've never said this to them, but it was a long pin. <laughs> and a lot of the pins are like safety pins. Yeah. So I've, I'm raising it now. If you've had one of those tattoos, it's the wrong type of pin. <laughs> what a lasting legacy, Matt Morgan. Tell you what, that story you told as well before about the NME Awards, that was that was fantastic. The Russell comeback to Bob Geldof. Yeah, it was great. And we've been at a few award ceremonies over the years, Matt, and you, you write for quite a lot of them as well. So you've written for Russell at the Brits. And yeah, things, we right? haven't done it for ages. But yeah. Um, yeah, so we wrote, the best one was when me and Russell did the Brits. Yeah. I can't remember what year that was. But it was all really weird. <laughs> what was like, like when he was, it was like, Amy Winehouse and Russell is that sort of what year was that 2008 maybe 2009 yeah, something like that yeah um, and that was really good because it was all just such surreal nonsense yeah. and they just went okay when we sent it over <laughs> the worst one was the MTV Music Awards in America when yes. oh my goodness I remember that yeah. so basically we'd written all this script in the same format as the British one yeah. as the Brits and we were like right this is funny this will be alright and MTV signed off on a lot of it Yeah, there was stuff about George Bush, remember. Britney Spears shaving her head and stuff, she was there. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as it started, we realised we had completely <laughs> the wrong tone for the room. And we had to, we just ditched everything. Oh, man. So we were in this little room backstage and, and we were going, we can't say that, we can't say that. <laughs> so we had nothing, so we were trying to make stuff up. It was awful. That's a horrible, horrible feeling. Yeah, and Britney Spears, there was a th- really quite brutal joke about Britney Spears, which he didn't do. But when I came, we, like, we can't do it, we can't do that. Okay, came out of the room and she was stood with Slash and they were either side of a monitor reading the joke off yeah. the monitor. And it was just, oh no, no. So she saw it. She saw it, but didn't yeah. have it delivered to her by Russell. Yeah. Oh man. Well, the reason to mention it to you is last night I was at the BAFTAs and I was just interested to, to see what you thought. Cause it, yeah, well, why? Were you, well, I'm not, I don't understand, you know, what? How did you get invited? Well, that's a very good question. As, as I've said many times when you were formerly on the radio, I know where the bodies are buried, Matt. Ah. It opens up a lot of invitations for me. From your time as a journalist, people <laughs> yes. think, well, better, better invite him. Correct, exactly that. Really? But I thought last night, I felt a bit sorry for Joanna Lumley because it was, I don't know, it just didn't click. There weren't a lot of laughs. Like The only laugh last yeah. night was Olivia Coleman's speech, which was brilliant. She delivered it superbly. But I just kind of thought, oh, that could have done with Matt Morgan. Well, I don't know if, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's hard because mainly, like, I don't know what the BAFTAs is like, I've never been. Mm. Oh, actually, I have been once and it was quite, it's quite a cold room it is, yeah. generally because it's like industry people. Oh, yeah. And everyone's sort of like not really tuned into what the presenter's saying. So mm. it's quite a hard gig. Yeah. But yeah, so I didn't see the clip, but I read some of the jokes and they, well, they yeah, what was it like in the room? There's a joke about um, Stan and Ollie. That's another fine dress you got me into. And it shot to Ke Coogan. And it just oh, kind of went, oh, God, that didn't work. Yeah. And you just felt the tension in the room was grim. It was tough. He, it was realized, tough. he must not realise it was on camera because, like, you'd try and support that you wouldn't want to be the guy who's yeah. on camera going, Ooh. <laughs> oh, it was tricky. It was tricky. Anyway, I think I've got a good Slash Gordon to share with you, Matt, because you know about the Slash setup, don't you? So this is people, famous people you've weed, weed beside. To. I've got a good one to tell you in a second. Okay. Well, I say good. It's another, yet another embarrassing experience for me to share with you, Matt. <laughs> and we'll get your Slash as well if you've got time. Yeah, I've got one. Because I'm a cubicle man. <laughs> <laughs> Radio X. So if you've never heard this before, right? Okay, go on. Slash Gordon's a book I'm writing. Terrible pun. And it's about bumping into famous people in the toilet. And last night... I've You're got writing a book? I read, yeah. That. It's like toilet reading. Yeah. Okay. I've, I have now curated... Pictures or...? No, 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 no. Just tales. Tales from the toilet. Rock and roll tales from the toilet. That's the yeah. subdeck of the book. And I've got about 120 now. So Knowles, for instance, Noel Gallagher's was Brian Ferry. Right. And he, he claims, 
and you know what knows like with stories. Mm. He claims he walked off whistling Jealous Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having it. I'm no. not having it. But the stories are really good. Some of the, Paul McCartney's was brilliant. He was uh, Gordon Ramsay at the same pew. Right. And, and Gordon Ramsay just started swearing at him about vegetarianism. <laughs> just thought it was quite good. But last night, right, so I was at the bathers, and I went to the bathroom. It was a long seat. You're there for three hours or whatever. And I nipped out. And it ran into the toilets and they had one of those little sensors that sort of gives you a little splash of water first just mm. to clear the way. <laughs> and uh, as I stood up at the urinal, that jet came out and soaked my toes and the bloke next to me. Your who, what? My toes and my, well, I had shoes on, I wasn't barefoot. And uh, it was Alfonso Cuaron, the director geezer that won all the awards last right. night. But he thought it was my wee. He thought I'd rushed in and splat, <laughs> splash back. <laughs> and he looked at me and tutted. and went, Mwah. Like that. That's annoying. And Didn't I, it come out of his urinal as well? Well, it's, it was a, they're quite fancy the toilets in the Royal Albert. Oh God, he's got some pressure on him. It came out of my one. Well, that was my re- <laughs> <laughs> that was my reaction. It's like, what do you think? I've got a power hose here. <laughs> Unbelievable. Have you got a slash for me, Matt? Well, I've really racked my brains for this because I do like to go in the cubicle <laughs> for these reasons. Because yeah. you end up in some. But um, at Led Zeppelin, when when did Led Zeppelin do the O2? That was like, oh, yeah, about ten years ago now. Yeah, I think it was more mm. than that. Even. Yeah. Um, I was with Noel, so I got into the, like, the VIP bit, mm-hmm. and Dave Grohl. So I was walking to the toilet, and I thought, that's Dave Grohl, at the same time as he sort of started walking with me. And I had long hair at the time, and I think he thought I was someone else. Possibly Eddie Vedder. <laughs> Matt Cardle. Maybe Matt Cardle, someone, right? <laughs> but he didn't think it was I was me. He was overly friendly with me, like he already knew me. Yeah. Oh, I'm around me. Oh, man, that was amazing. Like, you know, talking about Led Zeppelin. And we come in the toilet together. And then he just goes to the urinal and starts, and he's still got his arm on me. And I was trying, and I so I was trying. I was saying, "No, I'm going to go in the cubicle. I'm going to go in the cubicle." <laughs> he couldn't hear me because he was so loud and American about Led Zeppelin. So I ended up just stood next to him with his hand on my shoulder <laughs> while he had a wee and shouted about Led Zeppelin. And I just looked like some weird. I don't know. Oh, what, if you'd have walked into that toilet at that point in time. <laughs> It looked like the strangest relationship between yeah. two long-haired men. And then when he'd done that, he'd finished, yeah. I then had to go in the cubicle, and he was still talking to me. So he'd never gone, that guy's a bit weird. So, yeah, oh, that's brilliant. my story. I'll put that in the book, Matt. Thank brilliant. you very much. You can have that. Radio X. We've got Jason Carl Fox in the studio right now. And I should point out that Amelia, who normally disappears after she's read the news <laughs> faster than anything else on the planet, has stuck around to ask some questions. All right, Foxy. All right, how's it going? Good, it's really lovely to see you. Yeah, good, thanks. Good. Yeah. You, uh, how are you feeling today? Yeah, good. Well, Is that true? <laughs> I was a bit jaded earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Foxy, you were at the rugby yesterday, weren't you? I was, you? yeah. And um, did you enjoy yourself? I had a great time. It was awesome. I was sending you messages saying, I hope England get pumped. And yeah. they didn't, sadly. No, they it was didn't. incredible, weren't they? French did. Oh, God. Scottish got pumped, didn't they? Yes, they yeah. did, Foxy. Yes, they did. <laughs> I knew I should have invited you in. Um, anyway, Amelia, Foxy, meet Amelia. Here she is. And uh, Matt over here as well. Now, Matt Hi. is a big fan of yours, aren't you, Matt? Yes, I am a big fan of the uh, the show. The show yeah. 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 So I should probably tell people, if you, if you don't know who Jason Carl Fox is, 10 years as a Marine, 10 years Special Forces, and the last few years he's joined the media lovey world. He's a telly <laughs> presenter now. He's got a lovely fake tan. He's had his teeth fixed. I haven't. The teeth have not been fixed yet. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah. no. But it's been going great. SES Who Dares Win Series 3 we're on now at the moment, isn't it? Is that Series 4. We're, is that Series 4, is it? Yeah, it's 4. Yeah. Oh, it flies by, Foxy. <laughs> and it finished last night, didn't it? Which I haven't seen, right? And we don't want to spoil it. Okay. But it's been. I think it's been... Up there is one of the best. It the figures would suggest that it's the best one to date. Yeah, yeah. 
and it and it was good. It looked awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So you were in Chile. You were in the Andes. Yeah, we were in the Andes. Yeah, which is it's difficult to make that place look bad. To be fair, it's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Really I've good. got one question I really need to ask you about this though. Why do you never do any of the sort of slightly dangerous stunts? Like Are you sparring? serious? Well, yes, I would say. So, I always do dangerous stuff. Well, you do the, you do the ones that look a bit fancy, not the ones that you think oh, I wouldn't fancy that. Like, did, you did the drop, didn't you? Where you yeah, dropped. I did, yeah. yeah Let's get you on it. I mean, like, no I problem. Say, they did the drop. And <laughs> did you see the guy who smashed his back against yeah, the rock? Yeah, that did look pretty. So, I believe not, he was all right. I'm talking about the one in the cold water. You know, when all the other and straight and no right, bother. It's not at all. as bad I'll as tell the you drop. What, I did the cold water dip before that. Oh yeah! Should they edit it out? <laughs> oh yeah! I'm yeah, like, hang on yeah, a minute, yeah. my my moment, and it's gone. Why did, did they, they edit out? Because the actual Cry. the, the no, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I literally had to get pulled out of the water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was just it was like that challenge that they did at the very beginning. Just it was probably a bit boring, and they right. and they wanted to save it for that ice water one because it was a bit more dramatic. Mm. What's the worst, Foxy, for you? That Arctic conditions, jungle conditions, or the stuff where you're just generally dug in a hole I don't heat or cold is probably the question I'm asking don't know difficult I pref- maybe the heat the jungle I, I like it all but the jungle's like that That place kills you yeah it's unbearable yeah it's just it just eats away at you everything in the jungle is designed to kill you well give us an example of how grim that is you know when you've been there's in the trees sense. there that have like got barbed fawns on and they just it just grabs the, I can't tell you what they're called because it's a swear word <laughs> right obviously but the the word yeah <laughs> it's a tree that's not nice yeah. you just get wrapped up in it and then that, that's it, it tears you to pieces yeah so that's the so one that's, you... that's a tree that's you, you know it's not even an animal yeah yeah, yeah. That, it just wants <laughs> to kill you and with all those things what are the ones that you, you least want to find in the morning when you're uh, waking up you must have had some pretty bad spider stories i'm getting to this because i hate spiders i've been yeah spiders i've been stung by scorpions a fair bit oh I think I might have heard this. Yeah. Did they, did they not just sting you, but sting you somewhere yeah, particularly yeah, intimate? Yeah, on the bag, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That can't be good, that. No. That can't be good. I was worried for a bit. But it's <laughs> all good. But Matt, I've always been telling uh, Foxy away from today that you are a massive fan of the old uh, SAS Carry On, aren't you? Well, I got into it last year from Ed Stafford. You know yeah. Ed, probably. Yeah. I don't know him that well. All right. But I know. But his shows, got, really. Yeah, I've got yeah. a mate of mine who knows him, Aldo. Yeah, but it was more bushcraft than SAS. I wasn't armed or. It was like going camping. You disappeared for a couple of days, and I thought you went and just cut yourself off, Matt, but you, you had a phone. I had 4G. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was oh. with a mate, and when we ran out of booze, we went to the shop. So. <laughs> Where was this? Because I can't even get 4G in the centre of London. This was um, <laughs> uh, the, uh, what do you call it, Lake District. Yeah. Yeah. So there was 4G. Not not everywhere. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't all smooth sailing. <laughs> so Matt, if you were looking for any kind of tips from Foxy about your new career as a, a survivalist, what would it be? Yeah. Natural fibres or man-made. Because I'm, I'm quite into buying the stuff. <laughs> I go twice a year, but I buy the stuff constantly. Yeah. What's like, the, what you know, stuff like, you want about? You know, like, um, what are the clothing? Okay. Like polyester, is that bad? Or do you wear wool and, like, natural fibres? A lot of natural fibres are normally really good. But there's some really good man-made stuff now, so I don't know. It's difficult to say. Tell you these what, aren't. That wasn't my question. Matt, I was going to say, out of all the questions that you were going to ask him, that wasn't the one. <laughs> <laughs> something I go round and round here. <laughs> no, I was going to ask, why did Andy McNabb have to blur his face out, and is he kicking himself now that you guys are all famous? No, I don't. I think that was just his his choice, really. That was his prerogative. Um, for us, they didn't want us to blur our faces out. It was a big thing for us. We were like, well. Hang on a minute. 
and then actually when you look at it it is better that we don't although that you know we do have to be careful right because there's some dodgy people out there that don't like what i used to do yeah yeah okay. do you want to go for question two my question two is did you have a this is a bit of a child-like question, but is there a suicide pill that you have in case you're captured? And you just <laughs> <laughs> no, there isn't. You, you I mean you've got enough guns on you? Question, Matt. Well, you know, it's the sort of thing. I, I thought they did. I thought you had a little tooth that opened up and a tablet came out. <laughs> it's, it's definitely better than. Do you prefer wool or polyester? <laughs> More from Foxy in just a second. Gordon Smart and Matt Morgan on Radio X playing you the Verve. We've got Foxy in the studio. Foxy with the Verve on your little iPod shuffle. Yeah, they were. I love the Verve. Yes. Some of the tunes were pretty... I remember you talked me through some of the playlist. Did it help? You needed that to relax, I'd imagine, when you've got all that time hanging around waiting to go to fight. Yeah, it's it's good to to have a varied playlist, which I did have. You could be, you know, one minute Kylie and the next minute Slipknot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I understand Slipknot in war, but Kylie seems... Yeah, but you've got to have that contrast. Yeah, you need. You, I think. I think you need it. I should point yeah. out it's SAS who dares wins Foxy. You know, I think it's more sinister and quite threatening the fact that you've got a bit of uh, yeah, yeah, the locomotion before you. Go. <laughs> 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 go on, Matt. Have you? Um, I know you've been studying Foxy very closely for the last week in anticipation for the big meeting. Yes, um, I'd like to know, Foxy. Mm-hmm. Um, to the like to the the non-famous ex-special forces people. Like, look down on you lot who've become celebrities, or do they look up to you lot, or what's the sort of? I wouldn't have said they look up to us. I think some people agree. People, some people are happy. I've yeah. got very good mates that are still in, and and they're fine. And some people aren't. It's it's just a personal preference thing, and that's totally fine. Mm. What's it like becoming a journalist, Foxy? Because that is that's effectively what you are now, isn't it? Am I? Yes, you are. Yes, yeah, it's great. Telling stories. I mean, it's, you're seeing things from a completely different way. I mean, that, I loved Real Narcos, right? Because you're in with the cartel mm. and you were seeing it from a completely different angle. So you'd normally be in the helicopter about to be dropped off, but you're looking at it from the river with the cartel. What felt more dangerous, being on the inside of the cartel or the outside going to fight them? Mm, probably it's a, bit, it's a bit of both. Yeah. Because obviously the one worry we had with the, when we were with the cartel is actually getting caught up in the crossfire of, you know, security forces coming in and then we'd have been in the right situation. But yeah. we, because we were in with them and we weren't, as long as we didn't do anything to annoy them, we were fine. Yeah. So There were hairy moments though, weren't there, when you were filming that? With yeah, Adam? yeah. Because you're not armed, are you, when you're, you're making these no, programmes? we're not. Is that, I suppose that's a good thing, I'd imagine, but do you not feel that like you need that security? <clears throat> it, it's an odd feeling to begin with, but if I'm honest, what's, what use is a gun going to do? It's only got so many bullets and then there's a lot more people out there that are yeah. just going to... Yeah. Do you keep in touch with these boys when you come back as well? No. Do you, yeah, do you have any connection with them at all afterwards? Well, no. the drug dealers. Well, <laughs> you need contacts, Matt. <laughs> Is I that mean, what you meant, though? When you're making another <laughs> series. No, I meant yeah. as in... Oh, the... You know, you need there's, to, there's yeah. fixes that we have in, you know, that we're in contact with, but that's, the, you know, their, their job is to sort of yeah. help production companies or journalists, news you know, whoever it is, mm-hmm. to... to you know, it's, it's up to them to get stories. Yeah, not sending Christmas cards to each other. Well, you're putting yourself as a journalist in the same bracket. Doing <laughs> yeah. the bizarre column in the M- sun. Move on, <laughs> move on, Matt. Move on. <laughs> Listen, you, you're in my phone, naughty doggy, Matt Morgan. That's what you used to be. He's a rascal. You've lost the picture. <laughs> Go on, Matt. Oh, more questions. Um, let's have a look. I only had a few here. Let's have a look. Um, 
Are the SAS still the best special forces in the world? The British special forces are the best special forces in the world, yeah. I was in the special boat service. Right. Which is the sister unit, but you work together yeah. so much, you're on the same selection. There's you know, there's a bit of anim- there's a bit of rivalry, healthy, but you work together all the time. Who else is good like Mossad and places people like that? They're yeah, they're all good in their own right. They're good at what they do. The British are still the best. Brit- Brits are Brits are harder, aren't they? Oh, yeah. it's good to know that, isn't it? Is it true that because uh, I remember reading about the British Army, the the further north you get, the harder the people are generally. So that's why a lot of Scottish people are in the SAS. <laughs> that's why just trying to give you something back. He's got two Scottish ex-girlfriends as well. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, five. <Hey. laughs> <laughs> Foxy, glad to save you from that one and say thanks very much for coming in. We should say Battle Scars is out as well at the moment. Battle and Scars. Ollie, is out. your mate from SAS, he's got a book out as well, yeah, hasn't he? Ollie Ollerton, good friend of mine, he's got a book coming out called Breakpoint. Um, there's some awesome stories in there. Actually, I tell his stories better than he does, but <laughs> we'll, you know the book will be good. Excellent stuff. Well, listen, Foxy, thanks for SAS who did us when Series 4 was brilliant. We're looking forward to you really giving some famous people a hard time on the next series, the, sh- the showbiz one. Mate, it looks good. It's going to be good. Right, thanks very much, Foxy. Good with people. Hiya, are you ready to order? We can help you take the skills you already have to a new role. Hiya, Millie. I've brought you a cardi. How are you feeling today? I'm very well, thank you, love. For helpful advice and the latest vacancies, visit gov.uk slash job help. A good place to start. Gordon Smart standing in for Johnny Vaughan for the next week. Amelia is here on News. All right, Amelia? I'm good, thank you. Watch this, watch this annoying Matt. Welcome back, Matt. Hey, thank you. First welcome of the day. Yeah, it's nice. I've got to keep doing it. We're a little bit fragile. <laughs> we, we went out last night, Amelia, and I think, why didn't you come with us? I know, why wasn't I invited? Well, probably for I the best. I totally ditched my other plans. Probably. We had um, Jason Fox from SAS Who Dares Wins on the show yesterday. We went out for dinner yesterday. One thing I noticed, Matt, and I don't know if you spotted this, for a man who spent his life trying to sort of blend in, mm. he had the most conspicuous trainers I've ever seen. Very, very <laughs> bold, Very garish. Yeah. Yeah, I like to give him a hard time about his clothes, and I think at some point he might end me. Yeah. He's quite <laughs> scary, isn't he? He's quite... He's lovely, he's like a big bear really, but um, he's a big man. Your questions last night were brilliant. Yeah? Just as well you didn't ask them on here. (laughs) (laughs) That thing he told us about where they they get dropped in the ocean at night, pitch dark, all hold onto a rope, have to align the rope to a certain place, like east-west or whatever, and then a submarine comes out of nowhere, just comes up, hooks onto the rope, drags them along, and they have to basically fight their way onto the submarine. Yeah. And someone just opens a little lid and goes, hello. <laughs> In the middle of nowhere. That's definitely the accent as well. Hello, old chap. Hello, old chap. Ah. I like these sound effects for that as well. Yeah. So he said, we parachute out. <laughs> Never land in the water, splash. <laughs> but the thing is, well, he said, when he's in the water, right, so it's freezing cold, you're kitted up, you weigh about 20 stone with all the gear on, and then you get your compass out, and you have to work yeah. out the direction of the rope, which must be pretty tricky. Yeah. Then, when you actually get pulled along by the submarine, you have to grab your mate, otherwise you fall off the back of the submarine, mm-hmm. and what happens? You go through the propeller, and you're turned into foxy mincemeat. Terrifying. <laughs> The I mean, worst thing, though, all the um, sort of all the SAS shows and all that, right? The worst thing I always think I could, I reckon, I could kill people. I could be dropped <laughs> in the ocean. I could do all that stuff, <laughs> but they have to go to the toilet right next to each other. Yeah, couldn't do that, and also get up really early. <laughs> that's the sort of stuff. Is that where you'd go. struggle? That's why I think um, maybe it's not for me. Yeah, do you not think he was remarkably relaxed when we we're talking about him applying ointment between him and his friend? Yeah. 
I don't, I'd struggle with I that. I mean, that's the thing. They have to get so close yeah. socially to each other. Yeah. I, was just, I would have suffered in silence for the entire trip. Proper, proper Scottish style. Yeah. Just being grumpy about it. It's funny, we were having dinner last night as well, and you see the effect he has on people. Remember that bloke just wandered over? Yeah, yeah. Didn't really say anything, just went, yeah. Foxy. 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 Just want to say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he did, I thought, like, if you've, you know, if you've been special forces, someone approaches you, you'd be like, hey <laughs> the guy just literally came over, took his hand out of his pocket like he could have been holding anything, yeah. and then went for a handshake. Foxy didn't flinch. We were sitting having a drink once about six months ago, and little Martin Comston, the actor, was sitting there, and he's really into Krav Maga, like you, you know, the yeah, yeah. Israeli martial art. And he was asking Foxy about close combat, and he went, mm, there's not really a science to it. You just pick up the nearest thing, go, but wallop! <laughs> and he like grabbed my phone and like went to hit Martin on the bridge of the nose, and you're thinking, well, that would have been it. Yeah. You know, end a little Comston line of duty style. But yeah, he's a fascinating character. Sorry, Amelia, you missed out on this last night. You could have had, yeah. Basically, it was just a load of men sitting around a bigger man. Yeah. <laughs> Radio X. Radio X. Stereophonics, new music from them. Queens of the Stone Age there. I just think of them as newish bands. They're not, really. No, I don't. I used to like Caius, which Queens of the Stone Age came out of. Yeah. And that was 94, I think, 92, something like that. Oh, man. So how old, how old are you, Matt? 41. What did you do to celebrate your 4-0? Um, <clears throat> I didn't do anything from the big 4-0, but I did. I had a party for my 41st. Mm-hmm. The 4-0 was too... I was just like, oh no. Was it a big deal for you? Because I meet a lot of folk who are like, that's oh, just another birthday. Like Big Cy, for instance, he's enjoying a two-year celebration of his uh, milestone 40th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was weird, because it was like... Yeah, it was. It was, But he didn't hit me until... Because everyone kept saying, yeah. and I was like, oh no, I don't care. But um, <clears throat> I think it's all right, because I've got kids. So yeah. I was like, well, I've had kids. I've got a career. Yeah. I don't feel so bad. But um, but then it sort of slowly dawned on me. And then <laughs> you just... Your body starts giving up. What's the worst thing about being 41? Physically? Um, I don't know. My, I mean, my back's actually got a bit better, but my back was getting quite bad. Like, to the point where it would go... And I'd have to, like... Yeah. barely be able to walk and have to go home and take like muscle relaxers do you make stuff. do you make noises when you tie your shoelaces yeah 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 i used to wonder why adults did that it takes me about <gasps> ten, when i pick stuff up 10 minutes in the morning to get myself moving properly like, yeah. i think it's having kids those ruin my back because i'm constantly picking up lego mm-hmm. and dolls and children <laughs> i mean the actual children themselves on top of your own dolls that you've got to pick yeah, up oh, as well because yeah, no, no. <laughs> they're life-size yeah. quite expensive from japan very, very heavy <laughs> expensive uh, pieces from Germany that I ordered specially um, yeah no well, how old are you I'm, I'm 38 so not long till I'm 39 so it's on the horizon it's God, definitely on the horizon quite young though 1980 I was born I remember once having a conversation with somebody and they, I remember my brother had just turned 25 and I thought quarter century yeah he's getting on a bit isn't he well I used to think about the year 2000 and I would have been so I was born in 77 so yeah. I was like 23 something like that yeah I used to think when I like in the eighties when I thought about the year two thousand, I think oh, I'm going to be twenty three. I'll have like five kids, <laughs> married. I mean, I'd be nearly dead. <laughs> so I moved to London in two thousand, right? And I remember thinking, God, I can't, when were the Olympics announced in twenty twelve? I remember thinking, Wow, two God, years twenty twenty two. No, I was a bit further back than that. I think. I remember thinking, I wonder what will be happening in my life because at that point, no kids, having a wild life, all the rest of it. And then twenty twelve is now seven years ago. Time is accelerating. Yeah, we talk about this a lot, actually, about... So 1990s, 30 years ago now, right? The World Cup 1990. England winning the World Cup in 66 is closer to 1990 than we are now. Does that make sense? Yeah. (sighs) It doesn't make sense. It's true. It's true. (laughs) It's a fact, Matt. I think you look good for 41. 
Do you? You're a handsome man. My beard's gone very grey recently. Distinguished. Yeah. Can you start dyeing it? Well, I've looked into it and I don't think I can. (laughs) I'd have to do it like for a transition period. (laughs) Very slowly introduce it. But I don't think it looks very realistic. Like different shades of biscuit, just gradually going from digestive through to... A chocolate hobnob. You see me in the bathroom with a toothbrush painting my beard. <laughs> oh, I could do my tooth, teeth at the same time. You can see my little app. Yeah. Yeah, we could do it with your beard at the same time. Yeah. Maybe you should have a little app that tracks your beard colour <laughs> over the next decade. <laughs> the, Matt, the Matt Morgan Dulux uh, Different Shades of Biscuit beard chart. Your beard's well, one, well, apart from your little toothpaste problem under there. Yeah. That little thing. My I was blonde until I was about 11. Yes, yeah, so I was. I was a blonde child. I'd love to know why that happens. Lack of sunlight, misery. Yeah, no, you just become jaded and dark. <laughs> More of this upbeat optimism and Radio X coming up. Oh, Matt, man, we're getting old, aren't we? Brother? We're not old, we're not old. No, no, we're not. You're we not old, uh, you know, literally is how you act, how you behave. Well, I've just showed you an app with my toothbrushing well, You're record. old, yeah, that's tragic. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to get a new app for When tomorrow. they do like the how old is your heart sort of thing, like yeah. if they went through your phone... Yeah. Judging on apps alone, you yeah. would come out as a sort of boring 72-year-old man. Also, if, if I am found after a late night and they needed to see how healthy I am, yeah. listen, they'll, they'll know that the we teeth got, are good. Yeah, the stats we've got on this guy. Yeah, Matt, I meant to tell you about this, right? So I've, I've been married now for, oh no, pressure, about 17 years. Right. <laughs> That's really going to help, isn't it? And um, you know it's what? It's a big day tomorrow, isn't it? Valentine's Day and you're flying back tonight. And What have you got written on your hand, Matt? Oh, I've got a V that I've written on my hand. <laughs> that when I go home later, I'll turn into the beak of a little bird that I've drawn there. So my wife will never know that I've had to remind myself to get a Valentine's Day thing. Yeah, well, we need to get that sorted tonight. Can't wait to have dinner for Why three. are you... Right, so you're not going to... You, you wouldn't do that fly home tonight, romantic sort of sweep in. Well, I once... Many moons ago, when my missus was in London before me, right? And I thought I would surprise her. And I'll tell you what, the last five minutes before I turned up at the house... Pretty nerve-wracking experience, that. This is a quite nerve-wracking for the gentleman in the wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? I was, I was walking up thinking, this could be a disaster. Because yeah. there was a bit of a, what I'm going to call a crossover with somebody else uh, from Italy. And um, I just thought, <laughs> hang this, on, what? She was going out with a bloke when we oh, started right. going out. And, uh, okay. Well, obviously okay. no longer with him, that, as far as I'm aware. I'm glad you cleared that up, because it sounded like you had someone from Italy. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm getting myself in a lot of trouble here. Worse and worse, the reason it? I was telling you, though, right, is because I had a friend, a similar age, still have a friend, who was together with his partner for a long, long time. They split up, and he thought, right, okay, I could be miserable and unhappy, or I could embrace new technology, go on a new app, and find a new partner immediately. And within, I think, something like six hours, he was in a hotel room on an app, uh, and had met a 19-year-old. He was the thir- same age as me, so he was 36 at the time. Wow. And as he's telling the story, there are lads in the room, like Big Size looking at me right now, just going, what happened? <laughs> what's getting slightly worried. What's the new world like? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I was I've, I was uh, married by the time those dating apps appeared. For your own good, Matt. I think it, I think it is a very good thing. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff, though, that, that I'm just not comfortable with. Like the use of language, for instance, right? And it does make me sound really old. But I was in a meeting recently, and a girl said to me, that's totes jokes. No, I'm not having that. Correct. I honestly, honestly, Totes I've heard. Can we just have a universal ban on totes? And that nonsense that Scherzinger caused, that shamazing business. Yeah. No. Do you say LOL and stuff like that? Absolutely not. Probably, LOL's probably about 25 years old now. It's not also uncomfortable with the emoji. 
And also, my missus has started using bitmojis. You're you know? not uncomfortable with the emoji. Well, I'm, your I'm, Alan Partridge uh, tweet earlier. Yeah, there was a little. I think it was a little crying face at the end of it. Or no, something. it was a. It was a sick face, wasn't it? It was a grog. Oh, yeah. a grog face. Right. So you'll use them gradually and, and getting used to them, but it's just not for me. It's not, not for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talking about youth, right? <laughs> this has come to my attention. It's been going on for a few years now, but it's reached a head in my life. <laughs> Why are, right, young lads, right, okay, so the, I remember I started to do skinny jeans towards the end of, I don't know when that was, like 2000 and something, right? Right. But kids now wear jeans that are basically leggings. Yeah. And they're like, and these aren't just like the sort of arty weird kids, right, the emo kids or anything. Yeah. This is like the little ones who think they're geezers, right? They haven't just got leggings on, they've got handbags. They have like bags. Yeah, the little bags. On the side. <laughs> so like, and these are like... You know, hanging around in groups. These are the ones we're meant to be scared of, and they're dressed as middle-aged women. Yeah, so I first saw them in probably in Ibiza and places like lads in Manchester. Or the handbag thing. Who might have tickets or something like that with yeah. them to sell? It's like a bum bag, but not worn round the waist, round yeah. the. Yeah. What? I don't like that. Yeah, it's not. It's not right. Does that Matt. make me older. Or, I don't no, I'm right. entirely with you, and also the. I'm not happy about the distance between the. the crotch of the jeans and where the undercarriage really is what's going on in that yeah, gap what yeah. happens in the vacuum there and some lads are a bit porky <laughs> they're still doing the skinny jeans you just think that is you know you could be hiding that <laughs> in a pair of normal jeans <laughs> no one would know radio x radio x i'd like you to join me in celebrating a really special moment here on radio x some Scottish culture. This is Scottish culture at its very best. Now, there are famous duos all through comedy and all through music, but nothing quite like Bridge and Alan. Gentlemen, Alan Allen, Duncan Bridge, welcome to the studio. Thank you so much. Hello there. Hello. <laughs> Just like to thank you, first of all, lads, for the huge part you played in my development as a Scotsman. You were heroes to me as a young man. And particularly, Alan, you know, I'd just like to say thanks for when you presented the uh, Clubman of the Year Award at Kirnos Colts in 1984 when I was <laughs> growing up. Listen, I remember that day uh, so fondly, uh, Gordon, and it's uh, it's a real pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us on. I mean, it's been a wee while since we've seen each other, right? That's right, it's been 30-odd 30, 30 years, but I should say that <laughs> Scottish folk duo, you're a wonderful musical uh, collaboration. And your 70s late-night show, which was legendary, the world over. That's right. People that's loved right. it. It was called A Wee Dram, and it's been recommissioned for Alba TV, which is a massive thing. So Alan Allen and Duncan Bridge, would you just like to remind some of, perhaps some of our English listeners who may have missed it the first time round, about your... Unbelievable musical prowess. Well, uh, we started off, uh, I mean, we, we sort of kicked off our, our music in 1975 with the great album, uh, I don't know whether to kill myself or go for a nice long walk. Yes. And, uh, and it, I mean, this was just, I mean, a lot of people talk about it as being, you know, our sort of, you know, that's the sort of legendary record. And then uh, from, our, from there on, we went on and we, we, we both took, we both left and went to different musical paths for a while. Right. And then we came back together and we did uh, By Request, uh, which was in 78. Uh, I mean, shall we give them a wee, we'll give them a wee burst of something? Um, oh, please do. Obviously, I remember the first so, time I saw a clip of you was when you were supporting Simon and Garfunkel, you know, so you've played with the greats. I've played with some brilliant uh, some brilliant men. I mean, you know, I've got my thing here and the thing. I've got gifts for Eric Clapton. Aye. Uh, I've got gifts for Tanita Tickerham. Oh. Uh, I've done some writing for her <laughs> years. Uh, Give us a wee belt, would you, if you don't mind, Alan Allen and Duncan Bridge. I'd like to hear a little bit of your magic. 
Okay. Hey, do a lassie. I'm bonny, bonny lassie. She's as sweet as the heather in the dell. Well, she's as sweet as the heather, the bonny purple heather. Mary, my Scots bluebell. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's small, small. <laughs> Very moving. And then you may have, you may remember this one I did for Huey Lewis in the news. Right. Yes, it's true. Yes, it's true. I'm so happy to be stuck with you. I can see, I can see that you're happy to be stuck with me. Oh, it's beautiful. Thank beautiful, so beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. And if you want to go and look them up on uh, one of the streaming sites, you can find some great material in their albums, including Just Don't Bite It. That was a wee- <laughs> You know. It's slightly regrettable that one, Gordon. Uh, it was of its time. It was, it was of its time, nineteen eighty four. It was our. It's uh, it's considered our blue album, yes. and it's a wee bit rude. And I do a few a few guy a few things in there. I talk about that time I was in the Guinness Book of Records from a willy uh, until I got kicked out of the library. <laughs> hello, hello, hello there. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry. So, so, what are the plans, lads, for touring this year then? Well, we've just started. That's what we're doing here just now. It's great to see you, and it's, it's brilliant to come on the show. But we're doing, um, we're recording our first album in 38 years, mm-hmm. and it's called "At Last the Duets," and uh, it's a, it's basically with different artists who have been, you know, fans of our music and fans of our stuff, and uh, may have been uh, what's the word when uh, or you know you know the carry on. Eh? <laughs> They're fans of fans of your music. So we've got Katie Tunstall. We're doing a wee duet yes. with her. Uh, we've got Mel C for the Spice Girls there, you know, and it's right. a big year for them. They're going way back out on tour. <laughs> all, the, all the mental units, you've got the Mel C in that. <laughs> you've got the two nations, you've got the, the mental units. Um, so we're doing a wee song, uh, uh, a wee duet with her, right. and a wee thing with Katie, and we're, we're just waiting to hear back from Niall Rogers. Oh, sensational. Um, so chic. You knew him back in the day, of I course. I knew him you? back in the day. I mean, we were there. I mean, we went to live in California. Uh, well, I was in 1980. Duncan uh, came. Oh, we had it on there. I was, uh, I was in California at the time, and then we went across to New York and then uh, we were at Studio 54 and all that with Neil Rogers, and we hung out, we hung out a wee bit. Oh, be careful! Didn't he say anything here that you might, you know? So we had a we had a brilliant time, and so you know we've, we've had a we've had a very long uh, a long career. And with a few breaks, oh, right. you oh. know, I mean, I opened up the, the first members club in Blair Gowrie <laughs> in 1986. Yes. And that's been one of the, a business that's that still is going well just now. And then, <laughs> 87, we did uh, Dan Summers, which ah. was the first gay man's <laughs> uh, sex shop. <laughs> and we had... Go well. 14 months. Well. 14 months of that. Right. It was, you know, it was, it was, again, it was of its time. Matt, I think you might have a connection. We, we've had a night out. Yeah, um, a, a huge birthday party for uh, Noel Gallagher when he was 50 that's right I remember that was Matthew I remember that that was quite the party Madonna was there Madonna was there I was on the dance floor I remember this Matthew I was on the dance floor and this this was like a, a whirling dervish you know <laughs> span past me and I was like that is that, is that, is this, is that Madonna and he's like that no it's never Madonna he said it, it looks like a, you know it looks like a man I'm like that you're joking <laughs> I says that you're joking and he, and then there we are and it, it was her huh? and it wasn't a, uh, but she had a wig on 
She was, she was, she was, she was incognito for about, for about five minutes, and then she was like, "No, it's me." Hey, I can't do that. She and she danced to Material Girl. Yes, she did, she did didn't she? she? I think we'll have another performance from you in just a second, lads. Are you are you feeling fully fit, and the, the vocal cords are in good shape, aye? They're in re- reasonable shape, thank you, Gordon. Yes, we're, we're feeling good. Well, the boys are here in their Lyle and Scott. I believe there's a sponsorship deal. Uh, there's been it's forty years, one of the longest lasting sponsorship deals ever, despite some controversy in the eighties. <laughs> one thing I really want to know from you both is. I think there was quite a lot of rock and roll behaviour in the 70s when you were touring. Uh, you must have seen some incredible sights, Mr. Alan Allen. Oh, Christ. Uh, <laughs> well, Gordon, it was, a, it was a crazy time, you know, and we, we, we had a lot of fun, you know. I mean, there was this one boy, uh, our tour manager for a couple of years, uh, he was a lot more mental than, than we ever were. A wee boy, Tam. And there was this one time he was uh, telling me, I'm not seeing him for about 30 years, he says to me, uh, he says, oh, there's one time... Uh, he was making love to twins. Hmm. And I says, oh, 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 hello there. I says, uh, how did you come? Which one was which? He says, well, our brother's got a moustache. <laughs> oh, 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 there you are. There you are, old Tam. So, no, we had a great time, Gordon. I mean, Aye. you know, but it's like, it's, uh, you know, there's a sort of, I've always been a gentleman. And I You're a romantic, up, aren't I'm you? I'm a romantic. I'm a romantic. I've been brought up nicely. Uh, you know, I'm one of uh, six. I've got five sisters. Uh, Duncan, I mean, uh, he's, you're one of, I mean, you're one of four bridges. That's you're right. the fourth bridge. Oh, there you go. There you go. One of the seven good. wonders of the world. Oh, I'm so sorry. One of the things no. I've noticed, Alan, is that you're a real, you're really good at giving gifts, and that's something I think from a previous era. Uh, often turn up at people's houses bringing uh, lovely gifts. Like my house, you came round, you brought me a wee whiskey, and uh, a, ju- a jumper with my name on the back, which I, I really love. Uh, we had a wee laugh. How do we drink? And that's what it's all about. Great times. Now, you're very good friends with the Cuban brothers, as we mentioned before. You tour together. Guys, good guys, good guys. I mean, Miguel and Archerio, they're, I mean, they're, they're really good pals. You know, we, we've wrote a few songs for those boys. Well, Should I was we going to ask you, I, I'd love it, actually. There's a, a little treat for me. If, I don't, if you don't mind me asking, could you just give me a little, just a little something you've been rustling up recently? Duncan's going to use his mouth. Uh, uh, he, can, he can make... Um, that's a relief. <laughs> <laughs> he can make music with, with absolutely anything. So we'll, 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 we'll give it a wee often. This song we wrote for the Cuban brothers that came out last year. You might recognise this one. Well, there's so much hate going on today On the right and on the left you see, we hate our brothers, yes we do, and we hate our own selves. There's even hate going on today between the young folks and the old. Man, can't you see all this hate is really eating up our very souls? It's why I'm singing now. Uh, Hate, hate. That'll do. Beautiful. beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Is that traditional Scottish break beat? It's, or whatever it's called. A wee bit. Beatboxing. I mean, that's traditional Scottish beat, beatboxing. I mean, he was one of the very forefront of beatboxing. You know, we were in there, I've seen earlier, when we first moved to New York, it was 1980. We were in the Bronx, and we were taken, <laughs> we were in the Fab Five Freddy, we worked with a few of the boys, Grandmaster Flash. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, 
Uh, he's not a great guy, um, <laughs> but we've worked with him, and uh, and we were at the forefront of a lot of these uh, a lot of these movements. And so we're just we're just we're glad to be here, and it's amazing to be able to come back with people saying hello. You've really um, you know we've been a fan of your music, and thank you so much. For, oh, it's uh, lovely for to see you. Through. It's great to see you. Just lovely to see you, Dad. Dad. <laughs> Bridge and Allen They are coming back And I can tell you as well There is a documentary Being made about Their wonderful musical voyage Over the last 40 years So yes Check that out when it comes Bridge and Allen They are back Go and see them this summer If you get a chance as well Radio X Now Matt We've been talking about Getting old this afternoon right And somebody's agreed with you Who's, who's been in touch here We don't have a name sadly The mobile number 070 The thing I find strange about The youths <laughs> Is this bizarre fashion of wearing sliders, flip-flops, to those of us of a certain age, with socks. Mm. Matt Morgan, burned into my cerebro Well, this has backfired on me, uh-huh. because there is a picture of me on social media doing that, and it caused like a lot of people to send me messages going, oh, why are you wearing flip-flops and socks? Are you German? But, yeah, no, <laughs> this is why. When I go around people's houses, right... There's two types of people. Shoes off at the door, people, and keep your shoes on, Well, which, which, which department are you in? At our house, yeah. start off once the carpets have been cleaned and we have a sort of period of like shoes off at the door, yeah. then that slowly becomes shoes in bed. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, when I go around people's house, that's you've got to take shoes off. Yeah. I take a little pair of flip-flops because I'm getting old. My heels hurt walking around on normal floors. So I bring my flip-flops. I can't take my socks off. Your heels hurt at the door. Yeah, what, walking. Your <laughs> just from being on hard floors for an evening. For anybody who doesn't know Matt Morgan, he's about eleven stone, normal height. How do your heels hurt? Walking, well, actually. What, thank you. What, <laughs> what kind of walking style do you? I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't know if I've got like Donald Trump bone spurs or something <laughs> going on. But like my heels hurt, not straight away, but after an yeah. hour of walking around at someone's house, going, oh yeah. Nice, you know, moving the kids around, doing whatever, yeah. eating, walking around. Then I start to go, oh. So I bring my flip-flops, right? <laughs> but the, just in my defence, I'm wearing socks because that would look bizarre if I, at the door, they said, oh, yeah, shoes off at the door, and I took <laughs> off my shoes and socks yeah. and put on flip-flops. So that's why. It wasn't a, it wasn't a look that I was yeah. going for. I've never considered that before. What's worse, having bare feet on your, around your house or somebody with shoes? So if you said to someone, shoes off at the door, and they took their shoes and socks off, and then walked around your house bare feet, you'd be offended. Depends on the feet. Yes, that's, that's very it. true. I hadn't really considered this before, Matt. Maybe maybe it's because you've got an unusual walking style. Like you kind of mm. leap like a kangaroo. <laughs> that's why. I don't know what it is, but my heels, like they just ache. Yeah. That's not so, it's an age thing, mate. You're really reinforcing the hypochondriac thing, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, well, I haven't gone to a doctor about it. I think that's a victory. I think my, dad, my dad, the GP, Dr. Dre, as we call Ask him. Ask him about it. Well, I'm sure I'm, this is going to be a regular thing. I'm sure he once said, can you, can you give us a scale of your pain with 10 being you're in absolute agony and one? What, what is your ache on the scale of one to 10? Oh, it's like three, two, <laughs> not even, one or two, but that's enough. See, oh. All I'm doing is taking flip-flops with me. I'm not like... Putting myself in traction or something. But somebody's picked up on your little handbag conversation as well. So yeah, I know you're exactly what you're talking about. Those totally futile bags that the blokes are carrying. They're so, man bags. Yeah, this is ridiculous. So the mobile number 288. Gordon and Matt, the lads with their hands down the front of their pants. Well, that's, yeah. that's been going on for... But now that is... Yeah. That's been going on for years, right? When you're watching the TV. Men yeah. putting their hands down their trousers, right? But they do it in the street. Aye. Yeah, you've got the complete solidarity here, though, on the other side of it. The fake handbag round the chest. It irritates me. That's Chris and Warrington. He's getting old and angry and slowly turning into our parents. See, I think there's probably young people who are, yeah. like, 
you know, friends of these people who don't do it, they're just as angry. Yeah. It's not about being old. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one for you, Matt. Go on. And this, this really did boil my blood recently. Uh, I met a young person uh, through another job I have, and they said, it's really, really nice to meet you, IRL. Oh my. Do you know what that, that means? In real life. In real, in real life. life. How do you know what that is? I know loads of stuff like I that. Thought, I thought somebody said, nice to meet you, IRA. And I was like, pardon? <laughs> that's that's oh, a bit I've controversial. To talk to you. <laughs> yeah. What do you know about my what past? What are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. But I, that's in real life. Yeah. I mean, what other kind of parallel universe would we meet? There is only media. one. Social media. Oh, Amelia, don't tell me. Please tell me you've never you said. know what TLDR means? Too long, didn't read. Yeah. Too long, didn't read. So if you do a big post on social media, yeah. like a lot of yours are too long. You should put <laughs> <Are> that. <they? laughs> yeah. Oh, too long, didn't read. See, this is my issue with the social media thing. Everyone's got, just if you don't like it, do, actually, I really like your stuff on Instagram. It's funny. It's very much you like it. I'm very bad at it. I'm a, like, I don't do enough of it. Which reminds me, thanks, Matt, for posting all the love you've and enjoyment you've had this week on your Instagram page. Not a sausage. Yeah, because all the pictures, I look weird. <laughs> you My don't. failed haircut and beard. I look like standing next to you. You look so handsome, Matt. Some young man. And we've just been discussing in the studio the etiquette involved in visiting somebody's house or having guests at your house, whether or not... You should or shouldn't wear your shoes. Shoes on or shoes off. Um, Matt, you are very much in the department where you like to turn up with your own equipment. Uh, <laughs> if it's equipment, bring you know, in Japan. Like if you, that's that's seen as so like dirty to wear outdoor shoes in the house. That's like madness to them. Have you seen what some Japanese people are getting up to, Matt? Yes, so but like they, if you notice, they've got impeccable footwear. Yeah. I mean, where's, what's your take on this, right? So if you invited me and Matt round, maybe tomorrow night, I don't know. <laughs> if you invite us round to the house, how would you like us to uh, turn up with our shoes? <laughs> would, you, would you want Matt, I, Matt with his slippers or just I'd keep like normal I'd like to be wearing way? shoes when you turned up. Really? All right, good, okay. <laughs> but then in your house, what are we doing? Um, whatever you want, whatever you feel comfortable and really relaxed. But I personally would always have to take my shoes off. All right, so when you're a guest at somebody's house, you have to take your shoes off. Yeah. What is the right thing to do? Because you're from the posh end of Birmingham, (laughs) as we've discovered. So you are, like, you should just always take your shoes off. Yeah. Well, here's an option, right? Uh, The mobile number 456. My partner's Latvian. It's commonplace to be offered slippers when visiting someone's house. So maybe you need a bank of pre-selected. But but then it's like a bowling alley or something. You've got to tell them this size. (laughs) (laughs) I went went for a period. This is mental. I went for a period. I've just remembered this. So when the carpet's clean and my wife said, you've got to take shoes off at the door, (laughs) I bought uh, online... A pack of those blue things that you put over yes. your feet when you go to the swimming pool. Oversoles. <laughs> yeah. Put a massive pack of those so I can wear whatever shoes I want all around the house. You're she to- can't touch me for it. You're a total oversole. <laughs> That's ridiculous, isn't it? Radio X. Gordon Smart standing up for Johnny Vaughan this week. Matt Morgan is here with me as well. And Jimmy Nesbitt, OBE, the drinking women's George Clooney. Correct. <laughs> Jimmy, the last time you came in, we had a really good crack, and we discussed Slash Gordon, my lowbrow book, my toilet reading book, about awkward encounters with famous people at the bathroom. Do you have a new one to share uh, with us? Well, the first one I had, no, I think the first one's probably better. I was at uh, Moscow uh, when United beat Chelsea in 2006, I think, I'm not sure, uh, to win uh, Alex's Alex Ferguson's second European Cup. I'm sure everyone will remember, particularly the Chelsea fans, when John Terry slipped as he was taking the penalty. <laughs> Terrible moment for Chelsea. Um, anyway, uh, and I went to the party afterwards, and I, went in, I was in the toilet, and Paul Scholes was there 
with uh, uh, his uh, uh, small son, who was literally the double of him, just a smaller version of Paul. <laughs> and uh, I went in, I stood up at the urinal, and the wee lad was in between Paul and me. And, and uh, Paul, I said, oh, Paul, brilliant. I'm so thrilled for you, finally got uh, the, uh, the medal. And he went, oh, yeah, I'm delighted, you know, Jimmy. And his son just went, yeah, he's delighted, you know, Jimmy. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then his, uh, and I said, I can't believe your nose is still bleeding. He said, yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't stopped bleeding for, uh, uh, you know, for uh, an hour and a half now. And his wee dad went, yeah, it hasn't stopped bleeding for an hour and a half now. And uh, then Paul kind of finished his business and went, oh, well, see you in there, Jimmy. And the wee dad went, yeah, see you in there, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> what do people say to you when you find themselves standing next to Jimmy Nesbitt in the toilet? Is there a cold feet reference or something? Well, that's... well, um, often I mean, it's, well, I'm always astonished when people um, uh, want to take photo of you when you're in the toilet. You know, do you mind if I have a selfie or shake hands the minute they finish their toilet? I mean, it's that thing about selfies I love. I was on the train not long ago having a snooze on the train and was woken up by someone wanting to take a photo with me. Which I thought <laughs> was a wee bit rude. So when people say, I'm really sorry, well, you're not really sorry because yeah. if you were, you wouldn't ask. I know, my favourite is when people go to me, oh, you're, um, you're, um, you're, 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 um, you're, and I say James Nesmith and they go, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever get mistaken for somebody else? I think you do, don't you? I do. I've, for years, and I don't quite see it, but for years I've uh, been uh, uh, mistaken for John Hanna. Yes. Uh, John from, you know, all sorts of films, but it was in... Um, four Weddings. Uh, four Weddings. Yeah. And it's got to the point now where uh, when people say to me, oh, God, I loved you in Four Weddings, I always say, oh, yeah, stop all the clocks. I love that poem. I've never forgotten it. Or, <laughs> then I'll have a chat with him, then I'll sign James and Asbutt, and they're walking away. They'll look down, they'll look around, they'll go, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, as an OBE, Jimmy, you do find yourself at some fairly... Um, I want to say the higher echelons of society join you at a lot of these functions. Very much so. So I believe you may have bumped into quite a few uh, politicians in your time in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, I did. Actually, I went to Wilderness. You know, that resolutely middle-class festival they have somewhere. <laughs> um, Great lobster, Jimmy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was. But um, I was wandering around and uh, uh, actually I was waiting, yeah, I was waiting to go into the toilet, uh, into one of the cubicles. And... Um, uh, uh, I waited there for quite a long time actually but there was two big guys standing on either side of me and eventually the door opened and um, uh, the former Prime Minister David Cameron came out and uh, he kind of did a little nod and a wink and he looked a bit sheepish and walked away and I walked into the toilet and I was like oh my Radio <laughs> X <laughs> You know we have to remember that on Valentine's Day there's people who've been dumped Recently, right? That was almost believable, sort Segwaying. of authentic, of, no, authentic oh, right. emotion. Oh, God, <laughs> I've been practising. Um, and my wife sent me this, and it's funny, it's about uh, someone who's being dumped by his gym buddy, right? So you're right. being dumped by people, but it's not a relationship thing. Gotcha, it's a, a non-romantic non dumping. Non-romantic yeah. dumping. This is the text. Hey, bro, I'm going to start going alone. I don't get the same pumps with some of your workouts like I do alone. I was talking to the big black dude, and it's a lot to do with the fact we've got different body types. I'm just talking about chest and back workouts. Arms, legs, and abs are always effing amazing with you. <laughs> now that, I mean, that hurts. Where, where did your wife find this material, man? I think it's um, on the internet. <laughs> I think it's, a, I think what the youth call a meme. I'm thinking about the non-romantic dumping. What else? Yeah, I, I remember doing a car share many moons ago. Oh, yeah. So I used to drive to Edinburgh every day over the Fourth Road Bridge, which is quite a, a tough commute, right? It's a really busy one. Mm. And a friend of mine, somebody who I grew up with, also worked in Edinburgh. So he said, well, instead of me getting the bus, why don't I jump in the car with you? That makes sense, doesn't it? 
So after six months, without putting a single penny of petrol in the tank, mm. stopped doing it. And then his dad came around, knocked on my door and said, um, can I have that CD back for, for my son? Uh, he's still got it in your car. Jeez. I felt like saying, yes, that will be £7,000, How please. did you dump him, though? I moved to London. <laughs> it's quite extreme, wasn't it? It's quite extreme. Quite extreme, but it was the only way to solve the problem. You know what we're like, I can't have that proper conversation because it's too awkward. Yeah, that is... I mean, also, he sort of volunteered himself into your car there. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work out well for me, that one, did it? No. Non-romantic dumping. This is a good one, this, Matt. I like that it's only partly just legs and abs. Yeah. <laughs> just legs and abs. Get in touch. 83936 at Radio X. We're looking for non-romantic dumping. What other? What else could this happen, Matt? Um, I mean, yeah, Jim's quite bad. But, like, yeah. you have it with um, when you've got kids and you become friends with oh, yeah. parents. Or, like, so if your kid makes friends with another kid, you're forced to be friends with the parents sometimes. Yeah. Like, we've made some really good friends I should qualify <laughs> from this. <laughs> but then, so, but, like, if the friend, if the kids fall out, yeah. then the, you're sort of, like, stuck being friends oh, with, you know. So tricky. that, I think that. Do you know, here's a good one I've just thought of. Is on Do you know when you're on holiday? Oh, yeah, and you holiday become, friends. And then after three days, you're like, oh, I really can't, I just can't face seeing them again. Having the yeah. same conversation yeah. again. Who was your friend who was on a train and he sort of kept getting on the train at the same time as someone else? And oh. they had a little bromance, would you call yeah. it? I suppose. Yeah. And then you eventually just try and sit in another carriage yeah. and then they spot that you've sat in another carriage. What do you do then? I mean, because that would be the worst chat. Like, are you, avoid, oh. are you avoiding me? Because in the romantic context, that's all right. You can yeah. sort of cope with it. Yeah. But if someone just came up to you and was like, so, I see you're sitting in another carriage. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one, Matt, right? I used to drop a girl home from work who lived near me until she left some headlights in my car. I asked my manager to put me on opposite shifts That's after very that. strangely worded. It is, isn't it? If you've got headlights, there might be some headlights in the car. You can't see them, though. But she left some headlights in the car. <laughs> as if she could carry headlights <laughs> and she forgot some in his car. Um, there's one here from Connor in Swindon I had to tell a friend that we couldn't play the game Rainbow Six together anymore because he was bad and I was losing ranks I went from a high rank to a low rank very quickly I care that one yeah I get quite wound up with stats and stuff like that you don't want to spoil your rating yeah, that well, it's like playing you? squash with someone if they're not as, you know like say you start playing squash with someone is that when you're then, not building muscle yes exactly <laughs> well, I played squash with my brother and he was two it's one of the hardest games on earth isn't it it's tough but like yeah, you, you start to, and then maybe you outgrow your partner, mm -hmm. and then you find someone else. I mean, that must be awkward. That is awkward, yeah. You want to move on, but the person's holding you back. And yeah. You need to, oh, that's grim. I mean, yeah. And I've just thought of one, Matt, right? Go on. My Chinese restaurant in Kinross, where I live at yeah. the weekends, Pete Chan, long-term friend, lovely guy, he's been kind to me over the years. In my absence coming to London, my wife has migrated to Sunrise, a little bit further down. Uh, that's a problem it's a big problem for me if Pete finds out and I think he might do now that's going to cause real trouble the for worst me. problem is that you say I live at weekends I do. <laughs> your wife might have a problem with that I do where I live at weekends, weekends. <laughs> but I'm only there at weekends man. I know, but yeah non-romantic yeah that's dumping. bad it is isn't it Can, do you think that's bad bad forms you, should you stay loyal no you. well you've got to move haven't you it's just I mean I think you should probably clear things up yeah. If you have the chat first, if you say like, oh, look, you know, yeah. this is, we found <laughs> some better food <laughs> or, or we just want to try new things. Actually, you yeah. can use all the cliches from romantic dumping. <laughs> you can't, can't you? It's just not you, it's me. <laughs> I just thought of another one. Yeah. Russell Brand. You join me. Huh? You're on this show. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got another one for me, Matt? Yeah. 
Um, no, I'm sure he's all right about it. Yeah, I'll text him. Yeah, text him. <laughs> um, the kids next door stopped talking to our daughter. Naturally, we stopped talking to their parents. Haven't spoken for three years now. And then, this is the weird bit. He says, I won't hear this if you read it out, so text me, please. I've got to turn off the radio while I have tea with the missus. <laughs> I don't know how he thinks radio works. But I feel really compelled to text him and go, thanks for that. We read it out. <laughs> Non-romantic dumping. I'd been going to the same barber for 10 years until about two years ago, a new barber shop opened three doors down. What makes it worse? I have to walk past the original barbers to get to and from my new barber. But hey, the new barber offers a beer with every cut. Uh Joe and Aldershot. I don't think that's that bad because they've opened so close and then they're offering beer. Mm-hmm. That must have been an exodus of people. <laughs> I don't think. I think he's been lost in the mix there. Well, do you think when the beer stops, Joe and Aldershot will return? Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I've had stuff in the hairdressers where they go, "Have you been here before?" Yeah. And then I can't remember the name. You're meant to sort of stay loyal to the person who cut your hair last time. And I yeah. say, oh, "I can't remember." And then it's on the system. Ah. Oh. You know that? Yeah. And so I'll go. No, I don't care. No, I don't think I've been here before or whatever. And then they go, and actually, you saw me last time. And you go, oh, yeah. No, I don't like that system. And then they give you a deliberately bad haircut. Is that what you said? Well, well if that's what it looks like, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have to break it to me like that. Amelia, did you mention to me that your mum has a bit of a loyalty issue with supermarkets? Yeah, my mum threw a massive diva strop in the middle of Tesco and unceremoniously dumped it. It was like, I'm going to Sainsbury's! <laughs> and just had a meltdown and completely dumped the whole supermarket. So posh, aren't we? Yeah. So posh. Little. Speaking of posh, little Simon has um, sacked, left, dumped. <laughs> He's sacked. He has He's made redundant. He's simply moved on. He has, yes, he has removed himself from his tennis coach. And you know the real thing about this? It was real tennis, not that, not normal tennis. You know the one where they hit yeah, it on the yeah. roof of a building. Yeah. Like, so he's changed tennis coaches, yeah. but to another coach who's at the same place. Yeah. How the, did that work? It's a bit awkward, if I'm honest. What's the, what's the new chap called, Simon? Miguel. <laughs> oh, it's all making sense now, isn't it? <laughs> and um, how does Alfonso feel about that? <laughs> I'm sure they can play him at doubles. Here's another one for you. After about 10 years, I've changed paint supplier. This is brilliant, this. From Crown to Dulux. They share the same car park in Wigan. And the workers from Crown that I got along with so well see me heading over to Dulux, and it kills me. Andy the painter. That's Andy the painter. Good good on you, Andy. I was thinking, actually, I um, come out of my station, right? Yeah. My train station. And normally, I used to just get black cat because that's what you did, right? But then since the advent of, can we mention them, Uber... I so I I now get an Uber right, but sometimes if it takes too long, I'll go to the black cabs, Mm. and then I generally end up having the chat in the black cab of like Uber because that's what they all want to talk about. Like, oh yeah, see these people coming out the station waiting for their Ubers, look like right idiots. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. And then the next day, I stand there (laughs) surreptitiously ordering an Uber, and sometimes there's some eye contact. You've opened a can of worms there, Matt. That is, I mean, that is... I Listen, mean, I am strictly yet. black cab. Black cab only. Oh, all yeah. The way. Yeah, because, the, you know, when you are in a pickle in the middle of the night, I tend to find that the black cabs rescue me without any kind of problem with the state I'm in. Yeah, and I love there isn't one that. around? I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> this is some loyalty you haven't shown to Chinese restaurants. <laughs> I, I think there's more to this story. Radio X. I started to get a little bit worried, Matt, because I thought I might have been uh, poking the hornet's nest by annoying Russell Brand. 
by making a reference to our non-romantic dumping. It's not a dumping. I'm I just having yeah. an affair with you, haven't I? It's, 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 a, it's a brief, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, affair. A liaison. It's, a, it's just a week-long thing. It's a fling. I, I text him. <laughs> Did you? I text him. I oh, said, no. I said, I'm doing Gordon's show on Radio X this week. We're on air now. Do you feel I've cheated on you? Are you all right with me seeing other presenters? <laughs> He said, other than being in the presenter category, yes, give him a big kiss from me. Or a nod, perhaps. Safer. Yes. Well, I think we'll take that about we? it. Six hours later, you're going to get another message from him going, is this going to be a regular thing? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with him? No, that's no, my no, he's, fine. he's that's, all right. That's my impression. Do you think it's good? Uh, no, it was terrible. <laughs> I used to like it when you did your impressions, Matt. You're really good at impressions. Well, I can't do them anymore. I've you forgotten know. a lot of them. I used to be able to do your voice. Go on, give it a spin. Give us a sentence. Uh, my name is Gordon Smart, and I am from the North. My name is Gordon Smart, and I am from the North. <laughs> it's not bad at all. It's bad radio, really. <laughs> radio X. Matt, you've got that simmering rage about you know it's five to six on a Thursday night. What's up? Oh, you want to you want me to get into the the things that annoy me about well, the modern world? Well, I, I thought that was what you might be about to tell me because you look like you had that. I'm about to punch you in the head, Luke. Yes. Well, you know, I try and try and keep a lid on that. But <laughs> talking of lids. Um, something that's annoying me, right? Unnecessary inventions, automations that don't need to be done, right? I've got this bin at home, right? With a <laughs> like a, it's not even touch sensitive. You wave your hand over it and it opens. Yeah, it goes <laughs> like that. So you're holding a hot tea. What's it do? Sort of goes <laughs> like it's like a. Well, I told my kids it was a robot. This is which has backfired, right? Anyway, you you holding a hot tea bag or something, but you have to. It's almost like. You're meant to just hold your hand near the bin and it opens, yeah. but it doesn't. There's like one place where it'll right. open it, right? So it's completely frustrating. Or you can press the tiniest button and it'll open and then press another button to close it. So it's like it has not, it's done nothing. It hasn't saved time. the operation no, of the bin The bin setup. used to be, you could bang it, it would open. You know, like the touch, the like yeah, yeah, pressure yeah, yeah, down yeah. and it opens, right? So bang it, stuck, chuck, chuck stuff in it. You can't do that now. It's like so frustrating. It's I also really mean. thin. But the worst thing yeah. is, when I shout at it, because I told the kids it was a robot, so what I did is I opened it, and then I'd go, bin, close, and it doesn't. It's, yeah, un- yeah. it's not voice activated, but they <laughs> believed it. They started, now I've personified it as a sort of robot. <laughs> and when I go, oh, this bin, I hate this bin, yeah, yeah. lose my temper. Leave him alone. Yeah, generally He's speaking, doing his best. <laughs> yeah. Generally speaking, lying to the kids isn't a great thing. No, well, that's backfired. But like, no, things that, like... Like modern things that have been made too modern, they don't right, need yeah. to be like that. that Actually, me. I lied to the kids on this one because I said if you wave your foot underneath the bumper at the back of the car, the boot opens. But I've got the key in my pocket, right? And Jimmy thinks my son thinks I'm magical. He thinks I've got some kind of power, voodoo power, because he can't get it to work. And I'm like, mate, listen, you need to move That's your such feet. Such a dad thing. <laughs> so dad. Are you just adding to this boring dad? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Radio X. Matt Morgan is here. We're standing in for Johnny Vaughan. And you're giving me a bit of a rough ride to start off, Matt. I well, think. You know. That's what I brought Someone's you in. It's got to push you. Right. Well, look, you told me a porky pie this week that I'm about to expose. Yeah, this is, this is controversial, isn't it? Can you please remind Matt Morgan that despite claiming he didn't do anything for his 40th birthday, we all recall that, he actually went to an amazing party. You talked uh, about humble brag, right? You went to an amazing party thrown by the formidable Matt Morgan Appreciation Society 
There was cake, banners, bunting, videos made in his honour. He was showered in presents and appreciated a lot. So much so, he's forgotten all about it. Thanks, that's Laura. She's a Matt Morgan Appreciation Society member, present at that party, Matt. So, you called it a humble brag with me earlier on. You attended a party in your honour. I know. <laughs> did, you, did you wear some kind of crown? Like a uh, there may coat? have been a crown at some point. It was actually amazing and it was really nice to meet them. I don't know why I've forgotten. The only thing, what I'm going to say is I think I thought that was my 39th. <laughs> well, there's one every year. I but what I was thinking was, oh, I didn't do anything like with my wife or like family for my 40th. I think we just went for dinner. I can't remember. You just celebrated you. But I love the way that's dripping in sort of passive, passive aggression. Matt, talk, talk me through this evening more, right? So, how, how long does the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society birthday dinner last? Um, it was it was quite. A, I think I I don't know. Russell came. We all G came from the yeah. old radio show. Yep. Um, I think we got there like seven p.m. I probably left there about eleven. <laughs> Did you have to do some kind of performance? Was there? A- there was a sort of stage element where we were on stage talking. Yeah. And uh, no, it was lovely, honestly. But people remember they like remember catchphrases and stuff that I said yeah. a long time ago that I don't even remember. Right. So that was. That was, they probably thought, why doesn't he remember all this stuff? Did, did you sign stuff? Did you sign selfies? photos, yeah. All that kind of stuff. What kind of catering did they put on for you, Matt? There was a cake with a sort of, you know, little version of me on it. There's all sorts of stuff. And I did it? leave with a bag full of presents. I'm sorry, I've forgotten it all. I was actually drunk. That was the only right. way I could cope with it. Okay, okay. Little Was it a little hairy Matt Morgan or was it shaved, neat Matt Morgan? I think it was um, old-fashioned, long-haired Matt Morgan. <laughs> no. I want to see pictures of this. My children ate him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Matt Morgan in the studio telling us more lies about what he gets up to. I've, for his... I've annoyed my wife. Now. You have really. I've got a text. We went to Croatia for your birthday. <laughs> Simply that. Radio X. Matt, we've been sent a message here. Quick, my girlfriend's picking me up from work at seven, and I need to think of something to write in a card. You're a professional, right? Have you got anything up your sleeve? Uh, no, frankly, but um, I would say put some lipstick on and kiss the card because that always works, doesn't it? Oh, that does a nice gesture, isn't it? Does that work, Amelia? Uh, oh. oh. <laughs> she looks confused. What, a guy kisses it with lipstick yeah, on? Come on. <laughs> Big 2019. <laughs> Couple of whiskers in there as well, just for extra fun. No, write, write something, you know, meaningful that's from your relationship. My, uh, Katie, my wife, was going through her, what we call memory box. Aww. You know, things, yeah. Yeah. And um, there's loads of Valentine's cards in there and birthday cards. And I seem what's disturbing was like a psycho. I've written the same thing in almost all of them. <laughs> there was, uh, there was like massive patterns throughout. And generally I'm saying sorry and thank you. Those, those two romantic things. All the best love is based on those two words. I'm going to tell you a really embarrassing story. And before I change my mind, it's got on with it. I had a, in 1998, I had a reserve Valentine's card blank. In case, you know, just in case. Yes. And I met, I met. Well, I, there'd been a little bit of sort of to and fro with me and my wife, right. and um, anyway, we went to this party, and my brother very kindly offered to give us a lift back to her house, and I'm in the back of the car, and I thought I better scribble out a message here. Now, so he had an emergency Valentine's just card in on case. on Valentine's Day, just in oh case. on the day, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. So me and Kate was all scrumpled up, like <laughs> those condoms in your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a great card, right? But. When I was 15, I got a French dictionary, right? And right. there was a little section in the middle with helpful phrases. And I memorised one of them. And the phrase was, L'azur du ciel est moins beau que le bleu de tes yeux. That is, the blue of the sky is less beautiful than the blue of your eyes. 
what a weird kid you were. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, that's going to come in handy. Bear in mind, as I've mentioned to you, I went on some French exchange trips, right? So I memorised yes. it thinking, what a romantic. I'm in here. We should tell all that carry on. And by the way, when I was a 15 and 16 year old lad in France, it worked out quite well. What was the out saying of, again? Out yeah. of pity. That's weird that you can remember that. L'azur du ciel, yeah. the blue of the sky. sky. Mwambo is less bo- beautiful. Yeah. La, uh, I mean, the accent's terrible. Mwambo, <laughs> did it, oh, can't, you, you throw me. L'azur du ciel, Mwambo que the blue de tes yeux. Yeah, yeah that's that bad. was it. So I scribbled that badly as my brother's doing about 800 miles an hour on a Renault Clio on a country road. <laughs> I've written it like a six-year-old with a crayon. <laughs> so, so she doesn't know that that was a reserve. Well sort of communal Valentine's card. Here are the problems. One, she's got grey eyes ish. She's got grey, bluey, hazel eyes. Right. So it doesn't really work. <laughs> Fortunately, her attention span in French lessons wasn't as good as mine, so I got away with that one. Yeah. Secondly, the card was dreadful. It was like, you know, like a sympathy card. But in awful. those days, that was before like Google Translate. She couldn't have how would she have worked it out? Well she probably just went, Oh, thanks. She she thought it was an incredibly romantic gesture. She's from Fife in Scotland. You know yeah, it was, it was incredible <laughs> that I could speak in my second tongue. <laughs> anyway, we've been together. That was the first time we really, you know, copped off, if you want to call it, in a sort of 80, 90s way. Okay. And romance is plummeting. 21, <laughs> 21 years, two children later. Thank you very much. There it worked. All in one French phrase that he's going to get tattooed all up his back. <laughs> so the mobile number is 739. Right, I'm going to spell it to you. L'Azur du ciel en moins beau que le bleu de tes yeux. And you'll have a lovely night tonight, my friend. <laughs> what do you reckon, Matt? That's pretty good. Thank you. Thank you very good. much. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, dear. You're not meant to be a comedy writer for a living. You must have something for a card. No, because you can't, you don't want to make a joke in a Valentine's Day card, mm. do you? You want to be, you want to, that's when you want to be serious. It's good advice, Matt Morgan. It's good advice. Radio X. That was our podcast, me and Matt Morgan. You've learned lots there. Please tell your friends about it. Go and do that woohoo American thing. Woohoo! Yeah, guys. Yes. Right. I hope you enjoyed the Evening Show podcast. Hopefully, at some point in the future, we'll have Matt Morgan back. Yeah. If you want me back, then follow me on Instagram, where I'll be plugging products from now on. (laughs) Thanks, Matt, for this week. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it.